In this episode, we're talking Amazon brand registry and trademarks. You're listening to the Amazon Private Labeler Show podcast, hosted by seven-figure e-commerce seller and digital entrepreneur, Nick Landowski. This is the show to get the tips and strategies to take your business to the next level. So strap in and get ready, because it's time to escape the rat race and build your own e-commerce empire. Let's do this. Hey, everybody. What's happening? Welcome to episode number 112 of the Private Labeler Show. Thanks for taking a few minutes out of your busy day to tune in and listen to the podcast. Super pumped about today's episode. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day and everything is just rocking and rolling. And I um, wanted to quickly take a moment out to say hello to all of my friends and family and fine folks up there in the Midwest of the United States right now. You know, as I'm recording this, you guys are going through some wickedly cold temperatures. And what are they, what are they calling it? The the polar vortex or something like that. So it's actually colder from what I understand in certain parts of the Midwest than it, than it is in Antarctica. So that's pretty wild stuff. So please stay safe, stay warm. You know, back in the day, they used to just call that winter, but now it's the polar vortex because we have to make everything dramatic now. But uh, anyways, guys, praying for you and uh, warmer weather and sunshine will be on the way for you guys in no time. Just hunker down. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down and kind of streamline the process and the absolute basics of why you as a seller might need or want a trademark for your business and for your brand and kind of how to go about getting that quickly taken care of. Okay. So by the end of this podcast, you will learn how having a trademark will actually protect your business and help you drive sales on Amazon. But before we get started, I need your help with something. So the other day I sent out an email to the subscribers and also uh, a message in the Facebook group. And what I did was I asked for your guys' suggestions on potential guests that I should have on the show going forward. So I just needed some recommendations, suggestions or whatever. Now you guys typically know I don't have a lot of guests on the podcast, but I want to kind of change that going forward. I want to have a lot more guests. So I wanted your guys' opinions. Who should we get on the show? What should we talk about? That kind of stuff. What are you interested in? So a handful of you guys have already given me those suggestions. So thank you very much for that. But wanted to uh, rely and just put a message out on the actual podcast here and wanted to get your guys' feedback. So go to privatelabelershow.com and there'll be a way for you to send me an email or just drop it in the Facebook group or whatever. I'd love to hear your suggestions. Who should we get? And um, you know what should we talk about? And that kind of stuff. So can't wait to get the rest of your guys' suggestions. All right, so let's get down to business here. Let's talk about trademarks, Amazon brand registry. And again, I just want to just mention here, just so you're aware, this is going to be a very streamlined approach to these topics, okay? I'm not doing a deep dive on um, a bunch of stuff with intellectual property and patents and infringements and things like that. Uh, This is just kind of like a a quick point A to point B um, formatted from an Amazon seller to an Amazon seller. Like what are the basics? What are the gist of like what you need to know? and uh, kind of go from there, okay? So by no means is this a deep dive. Now, talking about trademarks, you guys should obviously be aware of what trademarks are in general, okay, already. But if not, the technical definition would be like, um, it's a symbol, word, or words that are legally registered by use as representing a company or a product, okay? 
So think of like Nike or Sony or whatever, you know, that stuff is very protected. Uh, their intellectual property, very protected, you know, with trademarks and, you know, making sure that nobody can, um, can mess with that or infringe on that. So, um, that, that's kind of what it is by definition. So you might be thinking, well, why, if I'm, if you're doing private labeling and you're trying to build like a little brand up or whatever, at some point, you know, why would I want to get a, a trademark? You know, isn't that reserved for big time companies? Well, technically no. Okay. So anybody can get a trademark, even an individual, you don't need to be some big business or whatever. So why Amazon sellers get a trademark or why they even attempt to is because they want a couple of things. They want Amazon brand registry. Okay. Cause in order to get access to that, you guys should be aware. Amazon requires that you have a trademark. Okay. They didn't used to a long time ago, but then they changed that some years back. So yeah, you absolutely need, um, a trademark to get enrolled into Amazon brand registry because one of the key things of having having Amazon brand registry if you're not familiar is enhanced brand content okay so we're going to break that down a little bit deeper into detail in a few minutes but that's kind of what everybody's really after okay and then having a trademark if you're building a business if you're building a brand up or anything like that with your private labeling you're slapping your logos on your products and all that stuff um, you know it protects your brand it protects your intellectual property and more importantly, let's just say, let's just say you're building a grilling accessory brand. I always often use this as, as an example. Um, let's say it really takes off and a year or two down the road, you're like, wow, this is, this is really growing here. This is really something you got, you know, five, six, seven products out there and you're ecstatic and you're like, you know what? I want to sell this brand now to an investor and kind of cash out. Well, tell you what, having a trademark already, having that all taken care of, uh, is really going to help with that process. Okay. So there's, there's a lot of advantages to it, but it's just kind of designed, again, to protect your intellectual property. But more importantly, as an Amazon seller, what you're really after is that enhanced brand content and brand registry, okay? So next question somebody might have is, do you need a trademark to sell on Amazon? No, absolutely not. Not required to sell. But in my recommendations, if you're a serious seller uh, trying to build any sort of a brand up, then yes, you're going to want to consider it at some point. So then you might ask, well, when should I do this? You know, maybe you haven't even launched a product yet. I wouldn't worry about it at this point, obviously, if you got nothing working. But my advice is sooner rather than later. And here's why. It does take, I'd say, between six and nine months to actually get your trademark approved. So me personally, uh, filing in the U.S., with the U.S. government, USPTO, that took me about nine months. So it could be quicker, could be even longer, who knows? So it's gonna take a considerable amount of time. So again, sooner rather than later, like once, maybe you, maybe you float a few products out there and then you decide, hey, you know, I'm, I'm really liking this grilling accessory stuff, it's really catching on, I think I'm gonna hunker down on that and focus on building a brand around that. Once you kind of decide on all that, then you can kind of start toying with the idea of getting the application in for the trademark. Because you're gonna want things like, um, enhanced brand content in Amazon brand registry. That's really going to help your brand protect it and help grow it with the enhanced brand content. Okay. So sooner rather than later. Now it's worth noting. Here's a few important points here. If you haven't even decided on your brand name yet, and you're in that early process, or maybe you're starting a new brand up, what you're going to want to do before you start investing and telling your, your factory, you know, to slap XYZ logos on it with this brand on it, you're going to want to make sure you do some checks to make sure nobody else has that already, has that brand name that you're thinking of, okay? So if you're in the U.S., you can simply go to uspto.gov and just do a quick search. 
and check and see, like, let's say I wanted to do big daddy grilling. Like that's what I'm going to um, put on all my products with my logo and my branding and all this and that. I obviously want to check to make sure nobody else is using that or anything close to that for that matter. Okay. So by searching through Google and doing checks on it, um, you're just going to kind of want to know that stuff. Okay. Cause it could really come back to bite you down the road if you don't do these checks. Okay. There might be some big company out there or some random company out there that uh, is already using that or some variation or something close to what you want. And all of a sudden, um, you know, they kind of come knocking and saying, Hey, we already are using this. You're kind of um, stepping on our toes here and now you have problems. Okay. So just make sure you check. And then also basic stuff like check Google, check the domains. Is there a domain already taken for, for the brand name that you want? If not, you're all good. So once you decide on a brand name and, and all that stuff associated with it, what I would do, my recommendation to you is to go to GoDaddy and see, okay, you've already established that there's no domain name taken for that. It's completely open. What I would do, if you have any intentions of building this brand out whatsoever, go to GoDaddy and secure the domain name immediately for that brand. Again, you might not have anything really working for it yet, but just secure it. It's only going to cost you a couple of dollars to secure that domain name. Um, I use GoDaddy, use whoever the heck you want. And even if you have no intentions whatsoever of ever building a website, or even thinking about, or even starting a Shopify site for that brand that you're building, um, at least you have it and nobody else can take it, okay? So maybe two years down the road, you change your mind and go, you know what, I am gonna build a Shopify site as well. Well, you already have the domain name because you rented it or you, you bought it way back then, okay? So that's just my advice to you. Um, do with it what you want. All right, so let's sort of transition here. Let's say you decided you're good to go with this trademark stuff, now what? Like how do you file or wh where do you even get started with that? Um, Here's kind of the deal. You could, if you're in the US, you could go right to the USPTO.gov site or wherever country you're in and whatever that process is. And you could just simply file yourself. Um, what I've heard, could be wrong on this, but what I've heard is that it's kind of a pain. There's kind of a lot, which again, who knows? But um, here are your other options. You could hire a lawyer to help you with the process and pay them some money and have them kind of do it for you and walk you through you know, what you need to know. Or you could do what I did. I simply used a online service. I used Trademark Engine. And it was trademarkengine.com or whatever. I'll put a, a link to that in the show notes and things like that so you don't have to write it down to remember. But that's that's who I use. I know a lot of sellers use them. And it was pretty darn easy. Like there really wasn't a whole lot to it when I dealt with them. Uh, you kind of give them the basic information and then they're going to take care of the rest for you. They're going to actually do the application and the filing and walk you through the whole process. Like it's, it's pretty simple. So... Um, you know, there's a few issues that I had uh, kind of in the process and it was kind of nice to have somebody to call and talk to. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, you could probably also use like LegalZoom, if I'm not mistaken, to help you out with this, but it's just entirely up to you. Now, something worth noting, uh, obviously you're probably going to get a trademark because you want the Amazon brand registry. Amazon brand registry uh, requires a trademark to be a word mark or design mark. Okay, so that's just something kind of important there. Most people, I think, are going to use the wordmark option, and that's what I chose, okay? But your situation might be a little bit different depending upon what you're doing, but just be aware of what Amazon wants, okay? It's wordmark or design mark. And uh, other little bits of advice. When you're doing this application, um, one way or another, whatever you're, however you're filing, I was dealing with the USPTO, um, 
I would just say, try to accurately describe your product and everything that's asked of you through this whole process of the application, like the more detailed, the more exact, the more descriptive you can get with everything, the better. Okay. So if you're not very accurate in describing your product or what you're doing or, you know, whatever they're asking, then that's where delays happen or issues might happen. Now, personally, I had an issue with, um, classifying my products and things like that. So on the, uh, the USPTO site or whatever for the government, like they're, you, you're kind of asked to classify your, your product. And there were just so many options. And I remember, um, just the, the amount of choices I had, and there was like nothing that was exact. And there was some confusion there with my product classifications. And it was kind of nice because I had trademark engine just to call up and ask like what their recommendations would be. So that way, when we submitted the application or when they submitted it for me, it was as accurate as possible. Because if you submit an inaccurate application or there's confusion to it or something's not quite right, that's where uh, maybe it gets denied. And then there's more and more delays on top of everything. So um, just thought that was kind of, kind of an important point there. Make sure you get your classifications correctly for the product. So once you submit everything, here's what you're going to do. You're going to wait. And then when you're done waiting, you're going to wait even longer. Okay. Cause remember guys, this is a long process of just like sitting around and waiting for the government to finally approve and go through your application and things like that. So if you're in the U S doing it through the USPTO, uh, this could take, I've heard as early as like six months, Mine took about eight or nine months. Maybe it's going to be longer. And I don't know about other parts of the world for their filing process for how long it's going to take, but just be patient, okay? So when the day finally comes where you have your approval and and uh, everything goes live, where everything's official and it's published, when you have your trademark, here's what you do. You're going to enroll or file for Amazon brand registry, which is much simpler and quicker, I promise. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to brandservices.amazon.com. That's brandservices.amazon.com. It's a separate site outside of Seller Central. And that process, like I said, real easy. Just follow the instructions, give Amazon the information they need to know. They're going to ask you certain things. I don't recall anything being complicated with that. Um, Again, you need an active trademark. Sometimes sellers with not fully active trademarks will attempt to trick Amazon and get in early and all this and that. They're going to deny you now, okay? So they're going to check to see, is it a live published trademark, okay? So once you submit that application to Amazon, wait about two to three days. That's what it was for me from what I remember. And you're going to get approved and everything is kind of just done at that point. And um, I, I just kind of remember... Once they enroll you into to brand registry, uh, the site that they have, again, this is like a site outside of Amazon. It, it kind of looks like, I don't know, it, it, like they almost forgot to like finish building it. It's not the greatest, most like user-friendly site. I, I wish they would kind of update it and do a better job, but who knows? It's Amazon, so maybe they'll get around to it. Uh, but yeah, they're, they just kind of leave you with, you know, here you go, here's this site, and, and it takes a little while to figure out what's going on with everything, but once you get enrolled in a brand registry 2.0, here's where the fun begins. Here's where the all the cool things finally unfold, everybody. So you get access to enhanced brand content. You get brand intellectual property protections because of your trademark. You get more control over your listing. Okay. But let's let's dive into like enhanced brand content. That's probably the most fun out of all this. And that's what can really set your products and your brand apart from the competition where you can use it effectively to hopefully drive extra sales, okay? 
So when you have access to enhanced brand content, that's going to be in your main seller central account underneath your advertising tab. And you can take a listing or your listings or whatever and implement enhanced brand content. So more than likely, if you've browsed on Amazon, you may have come across an occasional listing that just looks really cool where it's got video or the description's got like just a bunch of extra stuff going on with, you know, extra pictures and graphics and things like that. And you're like, wow, like how do I get access to that? Well, that's basically enhanced brand content. Um, or could maybe be a plus content, but enhanced brand content allows you to do all that. Okay. Um, recently, I think the most recent thing they, they did was allow video that's been out for a little while now, but that's really cool. So as you may be aware, a lot of listings don't have video. And I know for me personally, if I'm browsing around on Amazon for my own personal stuff, like looking for products or whatever, if a listing has a video, I'm like very naturally curious to play it. So I'll, you know, click it and play it. And it really gives you the opportunity then to sell on a different level that your competition can't. Okay. To really explain things, you know, some features and benefits, show it live in action on video. So that really going to enhance your conversions. Okay. So Amazon does have rules around video. You can't just put anything out there. My advice is hire somebody to do it professionally. Okay. There's some rules around it. I'm not going to dive into all that, but just to, like, imagine how better off your products would be if you could have professional video selling for you as well. So there's going to be a lot of customers clicking on that. Okay. If your competition doesn't have it, that can be a good differentiator. Now in the actual, um, templates, they, they, they allow you for enhanced brand content to choose a bunch of pre-done templates to make things really easy. And things that you can do is you can upload a lot more pictures and just different design stuff. And the whole point is that you want to really dive into the, the features and the benefits of your product on a much deeper level than you could in your bullet points or other parts of your listing. Okay. So it really allows you to tell the story, uh, show your product in action and give somebody a really good understanding of why your product is cool. Okay. So if, especially if you have like an electronics type of product where it's a little bit more complex, you could use the enhanced brand content to really dive into all of the cool stuff that that product could do all of the features, all the benefits and really pump things up. And, Here's another part worth mentioning. Let's say your brand that you're creating has got a great story. Okay. Let's say that you're a, you're a grilling brand, like a grilling accessory brand. And maybe you're like you're veteran owned and maybe you're, you're starting this brand with a couple of, a uh, couple of buddies or whatever. What I would use enhanced brand content for then is to tell that story. So Amazon really wants you to tell the story of your brand and they allow you to do that with enhanced brand content so that if a potential buyer is scrolling through your listing, they see that they can make might connect with, with your story. Okay. And again, that all helps with just kind of growing your brand, but and growing your presence and awareness and things like that. And uh, hopefully close on some more sales, which is great. Okay. So there's a lot of different cool things that you can do with it. Um, and it's just always kind of, kind of getting better and better and better. And it's just a great way to set yourself apart from the competition. Now, my advice on enhanced brand content, if you want to proceed with that, is to hire somebody to do it for you. Employ the services of an expert or specialist that deals with that or can and does it for other sellers. It's going to save you a ton of time and headaches and making sure it's done right is really, really important. So you might need new additional images or you're going to need sales copy and all that stuff. So typically, like a lot of the services out there, or people out there that specialize in doing images for Amazon sellers, a lot of times they have uh, additional options where they will assist with your enhanced brand content. So you can kind of take a look into that 
And uh, like I said, I think it's probably going to be money well spent. Saves you a lot of time. Free it up off your plate. Let somebody else handle that and do it right, okay? So finally here, kind of rounding third on this whole topic, I want to just dive into some of the intellectual property protections, different sort of brand protections that Amazon affords you and provides you when you are part of brand registry, okay? So it's all about protecting the brand. And you can, here, here's an example. So let's say you have a successful listing and it's doing really well. Typically, you're going to attract a lot of attention. And I've talked a lot about that in the past. And what's sort of common on Amazon every once in a while is if you have those successes, people are going to try to copy you. So one of the things that's common is people will swipe your images. So let's say you paid a bunch of money for your images and they're great, high quality. Um, what other sellers unfortunately do, sometimes, again, they'll take your images and they'll put them on their listing, okay? Thinking you won't notice or whatever. Um, if you... If you are in brand registry, what you can do is go to this special tool that they give you in the dashboard and you can upload your image or images to see if anybody else is attempting or using them in their listings, okay? Which I think is kind of cool. So you upload it and it'll scan the platform and it'll show you other listings that are using that image, okay? And then from there, you can quickly file claims against them. And Amazon, uh, reportedly, they're, they're supposed to have a sense of urgency around these claims and remove or handle those situations accordingly to uh, remove those images from those other sellers or whatever. So things like that, that they have kind of built into this brand registry system are pretty cool, I think. Again, a lot of other things going on. They also have um, according to Amazon, they have this automatic protections process that's kind of happening in the background. They don't really explain what it's all about, but supposedly they say, hey, we're doing things that you're not even aware of to kind of help protect your brand's intellectual property so that way you can feel comfortable and confident that we're on top of these things. And as I mentioned, they do have sort of a dedicated support team there that handles this type of stuff. So if you raise concerns about anything with intellectual property uh, on any level, really, uh, they're supposed to handle them with a greater sense of urgency than uh, they would if you were just sending stuff off to the regular seller support people, okay? Which is kind of cool. So I really like, again, the search images tool and uh, you might as well use it if it's available to you and, and take the appropriate actions. Now, I did want to mention, because this often gets confused, um, many sellers once upon a time used to think that just because you had brand registry and all those protections around it, they thought, oh, then, you know, they have brand gating as well. And that is not true to this day. So a long time ago, when sellers were getting involved in the initial brand registry, like brand registry 1.0, Amazon auto gated a lot of those sellers listings, meaning nobody could even jump on them to sell your products or whatever. Like it was just you and you only. And over the years, with all the changes that have been made to brand registry, the auto gating has definitely changed. So that so most sellers don't have that anymore. Okay. Probably unless maybe you're some sort of a huge brand, you got some deal worked out with Amazon, but most sellers at this point should not have that brand gating. And I talked about that briefly in one of the last podcast episodes that I did when I when I kind of talked about the Amazon transparency program that was essentially taking place of the old auto uh, brand gating um, system that they kind of had there. So here's kind of the deal. Just because, again, you have these protections with brand registry does not mean that another seller 
or sellers can't jump on your listing to sell your same product or whatever, okay? So Amazon still allows that. Now, you have to understand that Amazon owns the listing, okay? So you have to follow their terms of service. So you can't say, oh, I have brand registry. You know, I don't want anybody else to sell this product to kind of ruin my brand's reputation or anything like that. It's got to be me and me only. Well, that's just not going to happen, okay? Again, unless you have things like Amazon transparency that you kind of are setting up or whatever, but if you don't have that working, um, other sellers can technically sell on your listing. And there's really nothing you can do about it unless they are selling counterfeit product or product that's not what the listing says. So here's typically what happens. Let's say you might do like a giveaway, you know, use a giveaway service. Let's say you use like a Zon, Zon Jump or, or Viral Launch or whatever. A lot of times you'll have um, those people that are taking advantage of those deals. They'll buy up a bunch of product, right? So they're getting it, you know, dirt cheap for like a buck or two a unit, whatever you're giving away. And what they'll do then is they'll jump on your listing and sell the units that they bought from you, okay? Because they're kind of like flipping it. So a lot of sellers, you know, if that's your listing, you get kind of upset about that. You see them on your listing and you kind of want to get them off, okay? Well, Amazon allows that as long as it's the same product, okay? So the only way to prove that it's not the same product, and this is what Amazon still wants you to do as far as I'm concerned, um, they want you to buy that product then. So let's just say another seller jumps on, they want you to test buy to see what that other seller is actually sending you, okay? So let's say you do that, and what they send you is not what your product is. Let's say they send you something that's kind of counterfeit, and it doesn't have your logo on it or anything like that. It's similar. It's kind of a knockoff. You know, what you're supposed to do then is you can go to the brand registry dashboard and you can file a complaint against that. And one of the things that Amazon's going to ask you for when you do that is they're going to ask you for the order number from the test buy. Okay. So they're still going to want that uh, even though if you're a brand registered and then hopefully they're going to look into it quick and remove that seller accordingly. Now, a little bit of advice if that does happen, what I would suggest is when you are filing the complaint, do not say anything about, oh, they're violating your intellectual property rights or trademarks that you have, and you're supposed to have all these protections because you're part of brand registry. I wouldn't even do any of that. Uh, what I've learned over time is that anytime you throw those types of words out there, Amazon doesn't want any part of, of that stuff, that legal stuff. So all you're going to do then is simply just say, hey, I did the test buy. Here's the order number. Here's the images to prove it was a counterfeit product. They shouldn't be on my listing. And I just come at it at the angle of, hey, they're affecting your customers, our customers. This is negative for the customer experience that if they expect to buy my grill brush, that's what's on the listing. And all of a sudden this counterfeit seller is selling something similar, but it's not the same thing. That's going to ruin the, uh, you know, Amazon's brand reputation as well as yours. So I kind of come at it from that angle and just keep it short and sweet. And, you know, as far as how quick they're going to remove them, who knows at the end of the day, it all kind of varies, but that's just kind of what you're supposed to do. But just be aware that just because you're brand registered doesn't mean that, oh, nobody can jump on your listing. So if they're selling the same darn thing as you, there's really nothing you can do about it. Um, obviously, if you're a brand new seller and you're kind of new to this game, you know, you can do things just like sending that other seller a message through Amazon, telling them to please get off your listing. And a lot of times they do because they don't want any problems, okay? More often than not, nine times out of 10, they'll just kind of get off your listing and they'll go to somebody else's or whatever. So I just kind of wanted to point that out 
that brand registry is not brand gating. So uh, I'll link to that episode where I talk about Amazon transparency. It's kind of all related to this. And as far as like really locking your listing down with your, with, with the, the new transparency program, and you guys can listen to that if you have not already. And finally here, uh, I forgot to mention this, uh, but I wanted to throw it out there because I know a few of you guys probably have questions about this, but technically each brand Let's say you have multiple brands. Each brand would need its own trademark if you wanted to enroll each brand into Amazon brand registry, okay? So just because you're in with one brand doesn't qualify all future brands that you might want to start. So if you got three little micro brands that you're kind of building, they're, they're all going to need their own trademark for, for those protections, okay? So just wanted to throw that out there. Forgot to mention that earlier. Okay, so let's wrap all this up. I want to just to quickly recap kind of what we talked about, give you some action steps depending upon where you're at in this process. So first things first, if you're just getting started with all this, eventually you're gonna to wanna to decide on a brand name of some sort. If you're doing your private labeling, you wanna slap a logo on your product, stuff like that. So you're gonna to wanna to make sure you check the USPTO site or whatever, search Google, make sure that you're not infringing on somebody else's intellectual property and all that stuff related. Cause again, that could come back to bite you later. And then once you do decide on that brand name, everything is good to go. You got the green light. Secure that domain, go through GoDaddy, secure it, even again, if, even if you have no intentions of uh, putting up a website anytime soon or ever, just secure the domain name, a couple of bucks, you're good to go. And then uh, start the filing process with, uh, with the USPTO or again, use Trademark Engine or a lawyer or whatever service you're comfortable with. And then finally, just wait. And then once you get that official live trademark, head over to brandservices.amazon.com, fill out that application, takes two to three days and you're good to go. And then you can start enjoying the benefits that we talked about with enhanced brand content and all the other stuff that was related. Um, this was kind of a lot of stuff, but again, I tried to streamline it. And uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to upload some show notes to this episode to the blog. So you're gonna be able to find them at privatelabelershow.com forward slash 112. So privatelabelershow.com forward slash 112, okay? So I'll um, upload all that. You can check it out, follow along. And uh, that about does it, guys. I will talk to you later. Bye. This episode of The Private Labeler Show has ended. Please show your support for the podcast by subscribing for more business strategies and tactics to help you build your empire. Also, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.